20 square box. Blocks. Blocks. 20 square blocks. Twenty square. Lee Erickson, the innovative mind behind Stoke Design, embarked on a remarkable venture in 2019 by founding a web and design studio. Fueled by his desire to achieve a better work-life balance and spend quality time with his young family, Lee was willing to do whatever it took to create a thriving business. I spoke to Lee about his journey and the invaluable lessons he learned along the way. My name's Lee Erickson. Um, I'm creative director and owner at Stoke Design Co, which is a technically your competitor. So how does it feel to actually have the second best uh, web designing place in Ballarat? Oh, look, you know, it's hard. It's hard when you've got competition like you, but um, it's, I'm, I'm a big one in, especially in a town that we're in like Ballarat, it's, it's important to work with one another instead of against one another. So um, yeah, I, I think we can all play to our strengths and we, some of us have our weaknesses too that we can leverage off one another as well. Okay, so where did you come from? You're, I've been here for 15 years and then Stoke's huge suddenly. How did that happen? Where, 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 yeah. did, you, where did you come from? I originally from Bacchus Marsh. So I grew up in Bacchus Marsh. Which, which side of Bacchus Marsh? Uh, Dali. So the northern side of the freeway. Is that the good side? Oh, depends who you ask. just like any good town they all have their parts good access to the gorge good access to the gorge yes i've only recently introduced my kids to the gorge um (laughs) which it's only taken me 12 13 years to do it but um the kids love a good explore down the creek there and it's where i used to hang out and jump off cliffs and probably do things i would question my kids doing these days but um yeah it's a good little place to grow up but um at a point in time it's sort of when i wanted to pursue graphic design there's not many unis in Bacchus Marsh offering graphic design. So I ended up coming up here, catch the train, which was a bit of a tedious task because it was against the grain of peak traffic. But isn't that good? Kind of. It was empty because no one wants to go to Ballarat at 8am. No. From Melbourne. Yeah. But not as frequent. There's not as... No one here is frequent. And back then, I think it was every three hours. So, which if you miss the train, you're kind of stuffed. See, if you missed it, you missed it. But yeah, I used to come up there, but it was, it was a good opportunity to sit on the train and load up Illustrator and do what I had to do and you know, brush up my skills on the train. So I kind of had an extra hour and a half of learning each day. I miss catching the train. But yeah, after, after uni, I was fortunate to get my first job at um, Brown Ink Design. And I spent my sort of first two years there really honing in on design and getting industry experience. What drew you into graphic design? I found, um, I used to play shops when I was a kid, a lot. I remember having a CD shop at one point. Did you make money from it? Oh, God, no, no, no. In, the, in, in your imagination, were you a failing CD shop? No, I don't think I was um, old enough to really define what success or failure is at that point. Um, oh, that's good. It was just me and my sort of yep. small stack of CDs, like hits of 96 and you know, 100% hits, 97 and all that sort of stuff. But I did spend a long time doing the branding. Got to do my sign first. So I drew up a sign and I was a pretty, I was a big fan of uh, actually like SimCity like when that first came out. The original. The original one. Yes, yeah, the yeah. And I would, in my spare time, my mum only just recently found them and, and gave them back to me. I had these sheets where I'd sort of draw out. you draw the towns. Towns, yeah. And I'd use it for my Matchbox cars. 
So I'd, instead of, you know, the rug that you can get, I'd do my own. Did you have the little tornado in there as well? No, 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 no disasters on the sheet. But um, <laughs> unless I accidentally threw it in the wash. But I found myself sort of doing that sort of drawing. And I, I guess I was obviously drawn to something about visual communicating. I freelanced when I was going through TAFE and I worked for a little Melbourne marketing company and all that sort of stuff and actually quite liked, oh, this is nice, you know, the business side of it. I quite enjoyed it. And um, my my two grandmothers passed away in 2017 in the same year, only about four or five months apart. That kind of set off a weird thing in me. I'm like, ah, oh, well, life's too short. Is this what I want to be doing forever? Like 65, 70, whenever retirement age is. Working for someone else. Yeah. Um, My wife and I, we've always had some ideas and we've always had a list of, hey, these are things we should try one day sort of thing. And I'm like, well, this niggly thing was like, I just just want to try it. What's the worst that can happen? I was just thinking about it and like, that's okay. I'm I'm happy where I am. I'll just keep doing what I do. Because I'm not much of a risk taker. And my wife was the biggest cheerleader for me, it's like, no, come on, just try it, just try it. Well, you know, we can, we can have a crack at this thing and me being, being like, well, that's a big risk. <laughs> uh, like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, well, I wanted to be there more for the kids. Um, they've got appointments down at Melbourne, down the Royal Children's quite often. And cause I was at a nine to five, it made it a bit tricky to attend to doctor's appointments at the very same time. And, but I still felt like uh, a lot of the burden was on Emma, not so much me. So I'm like, well, what if I left? Looked after the kids and do it a bit of freelancing just to keep some money in. So we, we gave that a go. So I resigned from my job and Emma was still working. And that sort of allowed me to sort of be there with the kids. I, I did, I, on my first week, I was not working. I went along on my daughter's um, school excursion to the art gallery. It's just something I've never done before. Um, and it sort of allowed me just to have a bit of a breathe and do things on my own terms, which is nice. My first week, I was out. I pretty much... Are you going to tell me every single week? Yeah, let's go week by week for the last <laughs> four years. No, um, <laughs> no the, the first couple of weeks just... I was at home and I was doing school pickups and daycare drop-offs and I'm like, this is great. And then I had a um, um, contacts reach out like, oh, we need a poster for this. I'm like, cool, no worries. This working from home thing's okay. I'm doing what I enjoy doing. I'm not stressed. It's great. And then um, they told someone else, another organization about me. And they're like, well, we need a website. I'm like, yeah, sure. All right, I've got to do a quote and like, there's nothing to put on the quote. I've got no headline or name. So Emma already had the trading name. So we just ran with that, made that logo over breakfast, popped it on top of an invoice and off we went. And then it kind of just started to spiral out of control from there. So um, Ballarat being Ballarat, people had my mobile number still and people just started calling me. And, and then I sort of just started getting work that way um and referrals are an amazing thing that's pretty much where all of our works ever come from is just referrals um we had written out a five-year plan and there was in our five-year plan that at the end of our five years would have a brick and mortar studio um and we managed to do that within one and a half years 
You're in Sebastopol, you said? Yeah, in Sebastopol, yeah. So, I've been there uh, 10 years next year. And just like any good part of any town, it's got its characters and whatnot. But um, what does that mean? It's What's probably just on? the nicest way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my street runs the full length of Sebastopol. Right, okay. Does it start with an S? It does. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> would, would I be correct to say that some people have some interesting art decorations on their lawn? Not that far up. You're not that far up. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is it windmill? All sorts of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. And it's like there's so much stuff there is like that if I just remove some of it, it would actually be quite neat. It'd be okay. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Um, I like to say I live at the Paris end of my street. Right. And look, 99% of the time, my place isn't a problem. Um, I don't have... There's no one breaking into my house or all that sort of horrible stuff. But mm. um, we we popped in some cameras, not to protect ourselves, but to just to capture some of the stuff that has happened. Otherwise, we can't explain it. What did you find? Okay, so one morning, um, it was a Saturday, and my wife, she, she come and she's like, you've got to get up. The shed door's open. So we've got to shed out the back. And for some reason this night, I just didn't close the gate. All right. Anyway, I'm like, okay. I'll go out there and have a look. <laughs> um, so I went out to my shed and I, I sort of walked and I was in the entryway of the roller door and I sort of looked around and I've got Ryobi tools, they're fluoro green. They're all still there. And I'm looking around, I'm like, everything's still here. And then as I was walking back, I noticed some planks of plywood and they're all on the ground. It was all scattered across the ground. I'm like, that's strange. Like someone's been in here, but they haven't taken anything. And it would have been one of those moments, if we didn't have our cameras that faced to the back of our house, I wouldn't know what happened. Okay, I'm going to go through the cameras. Anyway, we see this guy just wanders down the driveway and it was like 1am and I've got like an outdoor table just outside my shed there um, where, you know, the kids and I sit down and eat and have our barbecues and all that sort of stuff. And he had a nap for a good hour and a half, two hours on that table. Summer? Yeah, 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 summer, yeah, so it's warm enough, yeah, like, and then I'm like, okay, he's obviously that pissed, he doesn't know where he is, I'm like, this is great all of a sudden, I've gone from being super worried to going, this is hilarious, and he took the cover off my barbecue and tried to climb into that and then realised that probably doesn't work, so he slept on the table, and then he obviously got up, opened the roller door and then just went in and disappeared for about he 40 minutes. He went in there, he, he opened went in it, there. He, opened he opened it, it. went in for 45 minutes. And then just walked out about 5.30 a.m. Like the sun was almost up. And then I'm like, I can't figure out what he did in there. All I know is he tripped over some wood and knocked it over. Then the doorbell rings while my wife and I sit there reviewing the footage. And it was him with his dad. (laughs) And we we were just taken back. We couldn't believe it. His dad was like, oh, look, I just had to bring him around. He's just got something to say to you. I'm like, oh, I've got something to say to you. Do you want to come inside and check what you got up to last night? He lived a good three blocks away. So he'd obviously tried to walk home, fell short a bit, and decided that my shed would be the best place to stay. Unfortunate for him, he didn't find the couches on the opposite side. He crawled into the back of my project car, which is a wagon. So ample space, but still full of car parts. He would have slept on an alternator as a mattress. Um, And... Yeah, I've never seen a kid turn so red before when we started running through that footage. I'm like, his dad was a combination of disappointed and just, he's trying really hard not to laugh. Yeah, I think we've all had that many beers once upon a time. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, it was just um, one of those, I've never had an emotion going from being so worried and panicked to being so relieved so quickly. 
you're still in Sebastopol with your wife and yes, or wife and I have separated. Separated. Yep. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, my kids are there with me partially part of the time, um, but then yeah, on other times, like um, at the moment, I'm just rattling around there, rolling around on my own. It's um, it's one of those things where um, we're experiencing a respite we've never experienced before. Caring for the kids is full time, um, and with their additional needs as well, it was it's a lot of work. Um, and when the kids are with mum, I have seven days of rest. Okay, hang on, we'll back up. How many? You got three, three. kids. So you got three kids. Um, can I ask what their additional needs are? You don't have to mention. No, if no, you don't that's want fine. To. Yeah, so all three children have an undiagnosed syndrome, so we don't actually have a name. For what it is, but it is genetic. It, okay. It causes most in most cases, um, it's issues with connective tissue. So uh, on my eldest, she dislocates her ankle and her knees every second day. What? Yeah. Um, so like a shoulder can pop out. Yep. Um, for whatever reason, like just getting bumped. Yeah. Just yeah. But there's not as much. It does the, the tissue isn't as tight. As tight, so things just tend to pop out. A little bit more than yeah. Wow. And, um, my wife experiences the same thing. So is that painful? I, I think there is a, a degree of severity, and I can't really talk too much about it because I've never experienced a dislocated anything. So, so you you said your wife had it? Well, she thought it was a party trick. Okay. Yeah. A party so, trick. Yeah, party trick. So, um, my, my wife's formerly been diagnosed with um Ehlers syndrome. Okay. Yes. But that's so, got a diagnosis. That's a diagnosis. Right. Um, but kids, not so much yet, but that's what it looks like. Is that an like. age thing? So they'll know when... It, it does become get... more apparent the older you get. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's looking likely like since... Most, of, oh, yeah. If I had to give it a name, that's what I'd give it. Okay. But it affects all three of my kids very differently. My two girls are very similar to my boy. So all three of them have bladder and bowel issues. Because it's once again, um, those oh, everything. It's, it's everything. Tissue and it's connective, um, especially things like bladders and bowels that require spasms and movement. Um, when that connective tissue is a bit looser than normal, that doesn't happen. All oh, right. So no sports. No sports. Okay. So no extracurricular activities. Um, my elders will tend to fatigue a lot quicker than say the average child. So when they go on school excursions where there's lots of walking, um, that can sometimes be problematic and those sorts of things as well. You said you you actually get some rest now, some rest away from them. So mm. you have seven days to yourself. Seven days to myself. Yes. Yeah. Um, which I've got this very nasty habit of filling out with work. Um, <laughs> I, I should get out into the shed more and maybe work on that car. But um, yeah, I tend to see these as opportunities, and then like actually, I've got this opportunity to work another four hours today. So you end up doing that instead. So I'm going through a bit of a, a learning curve and change of habit where I'm forcing myself to leave the computer at work, don't bring work home and play guitar for a bit. If I went to your car right now, would the computer be in there? 100%. (laughs) uh, If I I was a smoker, it would be easier to give up smoking, I think. Um, There was one time when I first started doing it, I I had a conversation with someone. They're like, no, you just got to try it. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I did it. I didn't leave work till eight because that's where my computer was. I drove home to Sebastian. I then got back in my car at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. at night and drove back towards the studio to go get it, but only just drove past. Ooh, well done. I did a lap of the lake. Okay. Uh-oh. Drove past again. Okay. Then went home. So it was, it was still. 
I don't think I should have spent the petrol, put the Ks on the car for it, but um, yeah, baby steps. But yeah, I reckon it'd be easier to give up smoking. So um, just trying to yeah, prioritize, yeah, just me time. It sounds a bit corny and a bit, um, you know, stereotypical, but yeah, you've got to prioritize yourself. So when, when your kids were at home, you were also doing work? Yes, I, right. um, look, hindsight's a wonderful thing. And there's times where I found myself knocking off at five and then I'd go to make tea or go help with the kids, but I'd still have my laptop in the kitchen doing the last couple of emails while cooking dinner and not really necessarily being involved with the kids. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest reasons for moving out of the laundry at home into an office. You started Stoke in your laundry. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So we've got this little sort of, it's almost like a bit of a, um, a wet room sort of thing where uh, it's right where the back door is. Mm-hmm. My, my desk at home is about 30 centimetres from my back door. Um, and that's just our little home office where we started Stoke. Right. But yeah, the main reason for shifting out of that office was A, it's a bit awkward to see clients in your laundry. Yeah. And B... Um, Especially when you've got the spin cycle. Exactly, it gets a bit noisy. And B, I just needed to create that home life separation, um, which lasted about two months. Now, how many emails have been that important in all that time that you thought, man, I'm glad I had this laptop open during dinner? Look, it's it's 99.99% of the time. It could literally wait till the next day. You're dealing in websites, so there actually can be some... And I think that's half the problem. Yeah. You can't turn off full stop. Some people's websites are their livelihood. Mm-hmm. So it is a bit hard just to switch off. I don't want to be available on my emails all night because that's just no way to lead your life. So... We put something in place where I simply just get a text message after hours and on weekends. So you're dealing with this withdrawal? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard. (laughs) If you had a computer at your house, not your laptop, but another one, Mm. you can still get in. Gmail.com, password, done. (laughs) And um, my willpower is not that strong. Um, I like to play games on my computer every now and then when I have the time. What are you playing at the moment? City Skylines. You're still doing the city I stuff? I still do city. No, I'm literally that much of a broken record, yeah. But it's got, it got to a point where I'm like, if I'm on this Mac, I'm going to feel guilty playing a game when I could be working. How dare I have spare time? Um, and I was pretty much that harsh on myself. So I'm like, instead of my, solu- my solution was, instead of you know, trying to develop good habits, I'll go buy another computer. That's just my game computer. So I installed Photoshop on that computer probably within a month. Another computer you Exactly. Like, Damn, I'm going to have to buy another one now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's really funny. Like if there was an AA for it, I'd be up in the front row. <laughs> but um, it's it's one of those things. It's it's yeah, the, dealing with the withdrawal of like, no, I have to prioritize me. All this stuff can wait. It's, the clients aren't being over the top now, now, now. So why am I going now, now, now? Hmm. Yeah. So, so you're a workaholic. I guess that's probably yeah the term. Yeah. But now you've learned that when your kids are there, you spend time with them. Yes, correct. Yeah. And so you don't jump on the computer. My rule is after five, no computer. That's what I'm actively attempting at the moment. Sometimes easier said than done, but um, just to make sure that at that point in time, I'm there for them and and doing all that sort of stuff.
work became so much, you actually did the opposite of what your plan was. Yep. Um, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but when you're working from home and you're running your business from home, there's there's no balance there. And what was happening is that I was working all day and the kids were coming home and, and then I was working during care time with the kids or making up tea then working all night so it kind of did have that reverse effect of actually what I wanted to to do like it got to a point where I probably wasn't seeing my kids or my wife and I was just glued to my computer Um, and of course that's taken its toll as well and you can only sustain that for so long Um, the reason why we did this was to be there more but I was there less so yeah, it sort of had the reverse effect in hindsight. So whilst the business and stuff was growing, um, it had the negative effect on my personal life. Thanks for listening to 20 Square Blocks. If you like the show, do the things a podcast asks you to do. Subscribe, like, review, And most importantly, tell someone you know. Music by Ryan Goodwin. Check out his other music at virtuallyryan.com. One, two, three. Thanks to my guest, Lee Erickson, who is three blocks to the north of me. Additional material written by Anne Murison. Editing by the Info... Informidable. How did I say that? Informidable? Editing by the Info... Yeah, you're right. Uh, Editing by the Informidable Ricky Chino. And thanks to Hayes Studios for having me and the use of their studios. I'm Ben Plaza and this is 20 Square Blocks.